Welcome everyone back to the Social Distance Close-Ups Israel Edition podcast series. I'm your host, Rachel Alexander, and today I'm joined by Afraham Hayon, the current CEO and co-founder of SAHI, Social Hasted Unit, an innovative social program that helps at-risk youth in Israel. Welcome to the show. For those listening to the podcast, Afraham co-founded SAHI based on a radically new approach to support at-risk youth focused on asking them to help others. This led to SAHI becoming a nationally promising and expanding social program, assisting youth with difficult lives and becoming leaders. The kids join youth giving units and help improve their understanding of neighbor, uh, they help improve their underserved neighborhoods by engaging weekly community service activities. And I chose to interview him. I was super fascinated by execution of this radical approach in supporting at-risk youth and wanted to hear more about how you thought of it, how you created it, and how the work's been going. So hi, we're happy to have you here with us today. Hi, my pleasure. Awesome. So uh, first, I'm just really curious in how you got to where you are and how you came up with this idea and how it's running now. Okay, so it all started 11 years ago in 2009. The truth is I got to, like, I was doing something completely else. I was uh, managing a, a production company. I was, like, in the more a different world from the social world. And uh, one day, the, my father, he got sick, and the, the doctor, one day, they told us that he has cancer and he have one year to live. And this took me to a little bit of thinking about life. And I thought that, like, we all pass in the end, my father will pass. And actually, the only thing that we really stay from him is what he gave to the world. So I decided that it's better to start giving as early as you can, whatever you can. And I decided that I want to do something that will make the world better, that uh, will make a change in the world. I didn't have a clue what to do. Like, it was, like, really something uh, very like an idea, but not uh, yet knowing how to do it. And in a very mystical way, when I just decided it, so I wrote it in my diary as, as a mission. And what happened next is that a friend of mine approached to me and told me that he met somebody that have amazing ideas how to work with youth at risk, and I must meet him. So I thought to myself, okay, maybe it's very mystical. I just wanted to do something and then this comes. So I met my partner, Oded. I didn't knew yet that time that he will be my partner in this ring. And he told me that he was working for 20 years with youth at risk from all kinds in um, like child houses and in uh, youth villages and in like teenagers that have been to pretty lots of things and he found out something amazing he found out that when you give to the teenagers the option to do good to somebody else it's like a magic changing their whole life and he said to me that he had this idea to try and take all this information and knowledge that he collected all the years and to try to put it in the streets of Israel. Because there is a lot of teenagers that wander around at night, youth at risk, they get in trouble. And there is many, many ways to, to try to reach them, but most of the time it's not so working. And there is a place for us to try something new. And for me, it sounded like bingo. You know, I was just decided that I want to do something and the idea, I like the idea so much. Instead of telling the teenagers that we came to help you, we will come to them and we will tell them we need your help to help others. So it's like a whole different approach. And 2009, we went to the first time to the streets. We decided that we will start a bonfire 
and we will wait for the teenagers to come to us. That we wait for them to come to us. And we lighted the small bonfire, we made coffee and tea, and we waited like a few hours, that's the truth. <laughs> but in the end they came, and there were uh, seven teenagers that were all wandering in the night looking for things to do, like came for action. And they came to us and they told us, what are you doing here? Are you police? Are you you're looking for a problem? Or you came to fight with someone? What's going on? And we told them, no, we're not police. We didn't look for trouble. We're not looking for trouble. Uh, the opposite, we are looking, we have a small donation. We can buy a box of food to a needed family. We don't want to go to the welfare. Like they will be happy to give us a, a list of people that they need. We want people from inside the neighborhood that can really help us locate the unseen people to really help us to find the most needed one. And we are looking for people like you that look brave, that look like they have respect, honor, they can keep word and we'll be brave enough to do that so do you want to help us and the answer was yes like it was yes that time and it's always yes in the last 11 years thousands of teenagers they always say yes because they really want somebody to come and believe in them that they can do something good and if you believe in them and you give them the responsibility they will never fail fail up like they will do whatever they can and it's a whole way of new thinking of how to reach to the heart of the youth at risk and to the teenagers in the neighborhood. Like we look at them as partners, as real partners. And going back to the story, so the teenagers, we told them, okay, so from now on you start to open your eyes. If you see an old woman looking in the garbage or if you heard about a child that is hungry and don't have where to eat, and maybe at noon at lunch. So definitely you know that the family need help. And we want you to start like a special unit, like the Navy SEALs. You start to collect the information without nobody knowing. And the next step after they started to find the, the families is that we started to do the food giving. And again, the food giving is all happening uh, in San Basetel in Hebrew which means given in a hidden way, without nobody knowing, without the receiver see those who give, the, pe the people who give. And we told the teenagers, look, now we want to do this in a secret way because we don't want to embarrass the families behind the door because mm -hmm. they live in the same neighborhood. And if they will see you tomorrow in the street, they might say, oh, here's the child that is helping me and they feel uncomfortable and we don't want to do that. So all the activity need to happen like in the most professional way, like I said, like in the Navy SEALs. One guy is the scouter, one guy check the stairs, another team come with the box, they put the box next to the door, they knock, they run away, they hide, they need to wait did they hear the, somebody open the door and took it? Only then the mission is accomplished and only if they didn't see you, it's accomplished successful. So this creates first an action. The teenagers, they really love it. You know, it's lots of action. They're really into it. And second, giving the teenagers the feeling that they are a special unit. They are an elite unit that do good in the neighborhood without nobody knowing. And our work is to give them two major things. One is the feeling of I belong. I belong to something is good, to a special unit, a special chesed unit. Like chesed, it's the Hebrew word, ancient Hebrew word of uh, like twin grace and charity. So we are like the special chesed unit, special grace giving unit. 
The second thing is to give them the feeling that they can say, wow, I matter. I matter to somebody else. I changed somebody else's life. And when a person feels I belong and I matter to the world, so then it's really easy to start and help him to fix whatever needs to be fixed. Like all of us, everybody needs to some help in some things at any point of his life. And the teenagers, after a while, they get a sachi t-shirt. It's like rank. It's like uh, in the army when you get your rank. So you can go inside the unit. You can become a young leader, a leader. You can become a... Like there is a few courses how you can develop inside the unit, regional leader and so. And the teenagers, it's become part of their life, doing good every week by the food distribution. But adding to that, lots of lots of giving projects that they are starting to build it can be going to hospitals to elderly people fixing the neighborhood making babysitter to a single mom that one of her child is at the hospital so taking charge and with they tell her we are here here to support you and the idea is that they really start to feel like they are part of the community again because they become the heroes of the community like they become positive first and like uh, one of the teenagers once he told me like we asked them how did Sachi affect you so one of them told me once like you know before i used to go in the street and maybe i see somebody that i don't like his face or his energy i can punch him no reason today the hand that do good in a wednesday cannot do bad in thursday anymore and i think this is really tells the story and the teenagers like this is first stage another story maybe that can give an example to that is that same question we ask a different guy friends from there and they said before we if we find like a mattress in in the street we just take it we fight on it we make a mess then when we get bored we put it on the big garbage can and we light it with the garbage today when we find a mattress so we take it, then we clean it, then we think if there is a needed family that can find it useful. And it's a whole way of process of thinking that we want to give them to be understanding what I think every person understands, that doing good is the greatest thing in the world. And that's basically how we started. Today we have uh, 36 branches from south to the north in Israel. And one of the things is that we're really, really professional in the food giving. It's important to say that the food giving in the hidden way is this is our tool. Because the truth is that our main thinking is on the giver, not on the receiver. But since we have like a small army of uh, grace and uh, giving uh, teenagers, so we try to help as many people as we can. And we have a big data list. We have lots of uh, professional teams that do this every week, all the time. And we become very professional in that. So in regular days, we support something like 1,200 families every week. And even though the focus is on the giver and the main issue is how to change the teenager's life and to give them support in whatever they need and then to help them go to the army or national service and to keep and then they go to the alumni programs and we help them to become students. So we are lucky to be doing so much good in the community and in the neighborhood itself. And one of the things that is uh, maybe this is connected to the corona and to these times is that in the last 11 years so we build our strength and it's like a people that really dedicate their life into the giving and very professional in the food giving as i said and when the corona started all over the world one of the major needs was food giving 
because so many old people got stuck in the house and afraid to go out or maybe people that found themselves like also not having money because they get unpaid leave and so we become in this point of time the emergency power of many municipalities in Israel because the municipalities they suddenly understand we have Sahi we have the teenagers the professional in it every week they have warehouses they have volunteers they know how to do it without meeting the people even and we become the emergency power and we started to support lots of municipalities so again it's amazing to see how the teenagers that many people many times people say wow if you see them as a group in the street walking you will go to the other side because you don't know what will happen the truth is that these teenagers they can be the heroes of the neighborhood and like you, our work is just to give them the tools and give them the chance I really appreciate how like as emotional beings I think like what we feel is always so important and I love how focused you are on the feelings of I belong and I matter for the kids because I think like that I think that's so important and so simple yet easily like missed by other other programs yeah definitely I think one of the magic here is that it's so simple like everybody said like wow it's so simple you just need to give them to be doing good to others like yeah. there was a thesis that was written on us in criminology and many of the teenagers they said I got addicted to doing good and I switch addictions because like it's a it's a good feeling you know like when you do good it's um it's spiritual it's yeah. like chesed, it's like grace you feel something uh, different That's so sweet. <laughs> I'm wondering for you, it's such an interesting story getting here and with everything that happened with your family. Like, thank you for sharing that. That's so personal. I'm wondering what core values have guided your life in, in the decisions you've made and if that's changed once you've switched to this work or if the same principles have been like important to you. They are pretty much, the core values are pretty much there for me. Like the, the same, it's like um, one is really the chesed, the doing good. For me, it's like uh, I come from Israel, from Jerusalem. It's very spiritual. It's very uh, connected to Judaism. As to live in Jerusalem, you're part of the history all the time. You feel and I was born here. And I think that I always look for uh, how to be close to God in my eyes. And in my eyes, to be close to God is to do good as much as possible in his world, in our world. So like you increase good. So I think the chesed and the doing good is one of the values that always was there for me. And when we started Sachi and it's become like in the beginning, it was many years as volunteering and no budget. And it was only till today we work in it like full time job all the day. And it's like a dream for me. To be doing good all day just thinking what kind of good project can we do now that's awesome i love that i'm also really interested in what obstacles you face and if there's any in in this journey and if there's any any teaching moments for you or challenges you had to overcome that were particularly memorable in the beginning it wasn't always easy and even today all, every period of time have its own uh, challenges i think the challenges in the beginning was like first um, To sell the idea in a way when we started to want scale very quickly we understood that we have a social startup 
because instead of running after the teenagers, they come to us and they want to do good. And then they really have trust in us because they say, wow, this is good people. And also they are not going too much in our pathology. Why did you do that? Or they don't judge us. Give us to do good. And this gives the teenagers the feeling that I want to share more of my needs and maybe they can help me. So we understood, wow, this is a social startup. And now it needs to be scaled and it needs to be all over the world as much as soon as possible. And then we came to people and in the beginning, people thought we are crazy. Like, what are you talking about? You're taking these teenagers and you're making them to help others and it's working. Okay. And I think one of the major thing is like, so people didn't want in the beginning to open groups like that or they didn't want to donate or we were not known yet so in the beginning i think one of the things is to that if you really believe in what you do and you see it in your eyes and you feel it in your intuition so don't give up because like hard times might come but if you keep on going and you decide you're going to do it like you this is the thing that your destiny tells you so you need to continue and continue and then the door will open and after one is open another two will open and then things are changing so i think in the beginning that was part of the challenges how to tell people look it's working like you feel like you find a cure to the corona for example people tell you nah it's not working no i see it's working you know i like that comparison (laughs) and i like what you're hearing i hear what you're saying in terms of following following what you believe in and your passion and i think I'm also interested in terms of like you starting this with your friend and having some really inspiring colleagues along the way. Like, What's the best piece of advice that you've received, whether it's from them or someone else? If I go back to what I just said about the beginning, that it was hard and so, so I remember one time that I was, so I started to understand that, okay, so things need to be like, I left the world of uh, production and I started to work with teenagers and to do good with them was amazing and then when we understood that we want to scale it so one of the understanding was that you need funds for that you need to start hiring people and so i needed to start to learn how to do fundraising and it was new and i left something for doing work with youth like uh, not for doing fundraising so it was a process of learning another thing that I didn't plan to. And I remember one time, so I went to one of places that there was like mingling of business people and foundations people. And I like, I wear a nice t-shirt and I shaved and everything. And I go there very sharp and I didn't even want to do it. It was hard times in the beginning. And I talked to people and I felt like, I don't know, I can, how can I explain it? And there was a very, very good friend of mine, like a soulmate. She was here. She was there in that place. She saw me and she saw that um, it's not easy for me. She took me to the side and she asked me, what's happened? And I told her, look, we don't have the funds and I don't know how to do it. And so, and then she told me, do you really want it to happen? And I said, yes. So so you need to fight like you never fought on anything in your life before. And I think this is one of the messages that really, really helped me because it's like a changing state of mind. In that moment, I said, okay, I will learn everything that I need to learn at any point because this is what I want to do and this is the way to reach it. Wow. It's inspiring that those words had such a strong impact on you. That's great. That's really great. (laughs) Yeah, it's again simple words, but yeah. The last question that I have is in thinking about like the the perspective you have on Israel and and how connected you are to the country and the land. 
I'm curious what advice you have if a college student or a young professional were to move to Israel, what your advice would be? First, the advice is really, it's great that people will come to visit and to move and to be as much as more involved with Israel. I think it's so important. And my advice to them will be first to be really understanding that even though Israel is very, very small compared to everything, she's tiny. Again, every city is a different world and we have so much different communities and so much different energies and we have snow in the north and desert in the south and the lowest point in earth and the holiest city in the world and the lot. And it's really important, I think, to move, to really move inside Israel and to learn and to be trying to mingle with the communities in the places. And another thing that I would really advise is to come and volunteer in one of the, in few of the organizations that works here. Because one thing I think is important to the world also to know and for people is that Israel is a, in a way called the startup nation. And we have lots of uh, new developments in high tech and medicines and weapons sometimes and lots of things. But there is also a huge educational and social startups that's happening here. Like Safi, for example, you know, it's like taking the basic things of Judaism, giving and seeing the others and using them as an educational way to change people's life. And it's like startups that need to be scaled to the world. and. One of the things that can really help is that if young professional students come here and see it and they know the world better than the Israelis that live here, and it's a power that can support. So maybe coming to Israel and taking on yourself a mission, how to spread the light of the good things that in Israel in the world can give again to the person the feeling like I belong and I matter and together we can make it happen. That's beautiful. <laughs> I really like that. Well, that's a, of course, thank you. That's our last question. So thank you so much for sharing your fascinating story with Career Up Now's Socially Distance podcast series. I'm so inspired by how determined and motivated you are and how empathetic you are in terms of understanding and like listening to what people need and, and taking it from there. And it's great. And I'm so glad that your program is, is doing so much good for the world. Thank you so much. And it's a great honor for me to be speaking. And what you are doing is amazing. And hopefully we'll do lots of good together in the future. Yes, that'd be lovely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you.